by listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Brett in the studio hey, hey. as well, getting it done, living our best lives yeah, this kicking morning. Goals. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you guys, you, you're picking up. You're picking yeah. up on the... Mastering on the, the lingua franca. The, yeah, yeah, the Lawsonisms <laughs> that, that take place in the studio this morning. No, we're, uh, we had a very insightful interview. Just mm. now with Pastor Justin Lillard. Before we get into any talk about anything, let's have our next quiz question. Mm. So we're up to question four. This is a true or false question. So God was with the Israelites, guided them, and provided them light during the desert by way of a rainbow. Oh, So true or false. God was with the Israelites, guided them, and provided them light during the desert by way of a rainbow. Oh, okay. If you know the mm. answer to that one, it's true or false. You can write it just as, as simply as a T or an F. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for yeah. this week. So we've got two books, Hearts of Fire, which is 12 inspiring stories of costly faith from today's persecuted Christians. So mm. modern martyrs, basically, or people who are at least have come very close to. It's some intense stories in there really worth a read and then trouble on the way which is looking at persecution in the christian life as a general principle um, looking at a few stories of how that can happen and yeah really helping us know how to deal with that in a biblical appropriate way mm. so yeah martyrdom is we think of it sometimes as a thing of the past or at least sometimes i do i think of like the roman empire or like the christianity then but you know it still goes on today and and persecution is definitely a, a feature in the Christian life in some parts of the world, much worse than others. So, yeah, guys, text in your answers, 0491 Every correct answer to one of our questions puts you in the draw um, for our big prize draw on Friday. So, yeah, even even just one correct question. Like, if you answer everyone this week and you only get one right, it's worth a go still because, yeah. you know, you go in the draw for these awesome prizes. You can also state it or star it as well. You can mm. just play the quiz for fun uh, yeah. and just, you know, put some answers in. And, uh, like, if you're not necessarily playing for the prizes. That's true, but too. It's, we love interaction here. You guys have been a little bit quiet this morning. It mm. has been, you know, it's a Monday morning. So, guys, it's true or false. T or F, yeah. send in an answer. There, the the quiz is very much wide open. Mm. You know, get some answers in, and uh, yeah, win this prize again. That question was: God was with the Israelites, guided them, and mm. provided them light during the desert by way of a rainbow. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. True or false? Listening to the breakfast show this morning. Yeah, just some fantastic insights there from from Pastor mm. Pastor Justin Lawman as well. Uh, you're getting into politics and prophecy, and yeah. particularly, I, I love what he said there. Um, needing to pray for our leaders, the stress that mm. leadership of a country, you know, for some people. And I, I think particularly, you know, for the leader of the free world in the United yeah. States incredibly huge job mm. you know so many moving parts but even here in australia like we have not had a politician finish a full term i believe for the last 12 years has mm. has any of them get gotten through i know that some have like replaced a leader and then gotten re-elected yeah um but i'm just thinking if any of them have gotten through the their entire term i know that well 
in the last election, Scott Morrison losing to Anthony Albanese. Mm. That might have been the first one. To yeah, I think get, he got all the way through his term. Get, he, he got re-elected after mm. taking over from Malcolm Turnbull, then got through his term, then got replaced by yeah. Anthony Albanese in the election. But we're looking at a political mm. climate here in Australia where it's like, uh, you know, the party, because you're you're more, you know, you're electing mm. a party rather than a leader. They're like, oh, oh, you know, uh, approval percentage is slipping. We are replacing you. Like it's, yeah. it's incredibly high pressure, incredibly high stress, yeah. and also even furthermore, not just their permanence in the role, but the things that they're dealing with too. It's First yeah. Timothy chapter two, where the Bible says, "Pray for men in power and leaders in in all places mm. and whatnot." Uh, to you know, as God has appointed them there. Yeah. Well, it's um. I'm just looking now at the the information about the Australian Prime Ministers. Yeah. And, you know, it is really interesting. Um, sure, we have had Scott Morrison get through a full term. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Julia Gillard get through the length of a full term, though I don't think it was an actual full term. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, she was re-elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did get through three years and three days. Yeah. But um, that's still a, a big change in the stability of our nation because, yeah. like, John Howard, for example, 11 years. Yeah. Um, as our Prime Minister. I mean, Robert Menzies, was, um, he was the longest serving of all of them. I think he had, like, 19, uh, 19 years in total. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 16 years, it says here, actually. But since since then, we've had... Um, since Howard, we had Rudd for two years before he was overthrown yeah. by Gillard. Gillard for three days, overthrown by Rudd again. Yeah. Rudd for 83 days. Tony Abbott for just under two years. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Turnbull for nearly three years, but not quite. Yeah. Um, Scott Morrison for just over three years. And, yeah, Anthony Albanese still still up the top for yeah. now. But, you know, reflecting on that, it would be a tough a tough gig. Leading any country, being in charge, you're, you're not only facing massive criticism and people watching for your every... It's, it's like works-based theology almost yeah, in a way, in yeah. politics. It's like people yeah. are looking for every mistake you're going to make. Yeah. And they're jumping on you. And while while that's happening, you're left with the awesome responsibility of managing the entire affairs of the nation in some sense. Like, that, that's a tough job. Yeah. That, that constant being on vigilant for criticism, that would be hard yeah. on anyone. It attacks anyone. That's so, right. And so yeah. there is need for prayer for these guys, and particularly because we as Christians cannot be partisan in, mm. when it comes to politics to a party in terms of like, oh, I 100% represent with these people. Because the case is, is that if you are a biblical Christian, Mm. if you are a Christian who lives your life by the words of the Bible, Mm. there is just no political party who completely represents you. Because, and, and, but furthermore, even than that, like there are no, there's no political party that completely represents you. It's also like, things in every political party that do represent you, I think. Like, mm. even even in the most controversial parties, mm. uh, you know, I think here in Australia, the likes of, you know, say, a, a Clive Palmer or One, Na- mm. uh, One Nation and whatnot, like, mm. there are policies that they have where it's like, okay, I actually agree. Like, I mm. agree with that particular thing versus yeah. other policies that have, I'm like, I completely disagree. I yeah, think and the same great. on the other end. There's things that the Greens are doing that yeah. might be okay. And, yeah, yeah, the Greens, the Labour, Liberal, you know, all of those things. Like, yeah. we, we see that, we, we see that reality really clearly mm. here in, in all the politics here in Australia as well. And so because of that, we need to vote not based on partisan, but based on mm. conscience, uh, based yeah. on our standing before the Lord and reflecting on, okay, what are these people, mm. you know, reflect, you know, reflect and represent and mm. who are they? And, and it's it, easy for political parties to become an idol. Yeah. Because they've, they've got standards, they've got beliefs. People often have pretty strong loyalty to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, yeah, in the same way that too much focus on like, sport can become an idol or anything yeah. can become an idol. Yeah, we've got to be yeah. careful not to 
be devotees of political parties, right? That's right. Because we follow Christ, who ultimately doesn't fit neatly into any political paradigm. Mm. And that's devotees a good thing. Devotees <laughs> of political parties or even political discourse itself. Yes. Uh, and and I can see Christians falling into this trap at times. Uh, like, I love a good political conversation. We have mm. them here on the radio, you know, mm. because we think it's actually important yeah. to know what's happening in our world. But simultaneously to live a life that is totally... Uh, consumed in politics where it's like, oh man, this is the only thing that I think about and, and focus mm. on rather than my relationship with Jesus and mm. my, you know, and furthermore, like my relationship with Jesus and uh, in, in the fullest sense of my repentance for, before Jesus. And yeah. I think that's something else that I find if we focus full on too much on politics, and it's very easy to look at politics and say, how can Joe Biden run the country when he clearly is mentally failing or, you know, oh, Anthony Albanese is, is making these steps or, you know, I'm thinking locally here in yeah. New South Wales or Chris Min said this thing or da 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 Looking at these people who are having very public moral failures mm. rather than us who are having private moral failures mm. uh, that are just as valid and are just as wrong before God, you know. Yeah. And, and I think I, I love if I can, maybe my last reflection on this is uh, there's, Classic, uh, classic Facebook, you know, post that I read one time mm. from a Christian page. It's like, uh, what did it say? I, I believe it said, you know, me, you know, reading the Bible, reading mm. about how Judas um, sold out Jesus for thirty pieces of silver. Mm. And it's like, oh man, how? You know, I, I'm glad I'm not like him. You know, I'm not <laughs> like Judas. I wouldn't sell Jesus out for thirty pieces of silver. Uh, and then it's like me who sells out Jesus every day for free. Yeah, you know, who betrays yeah. Jesus every single day uh, for nothing, for my, mm. for even just fleeting pleasure, mm. um, rather than you know a, a decent sum of money. Yeah. And so we are in desperate need to reflect. We're in desperate need to think about who we are before God um, mm. and to focus, A1, you know, wake up, wake up with him. Uh, rather than waking up to the headlines about politics, rather than mm. waking up to this or that or the other, wake up with Jesus and what he has done for us and how we should be connecting with him. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 and just to add one more thing to that discussion mm. we were having really quickly, um, you never know who can be saved. You know, even people who we look so at, true. maybe politicians we disapprove of, who we think are failing morally, intellectually, whatever. Yeah. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, king of Babylon, was such redeemed. And he was like possibly the most evil king in the period, by, by certainly yeah. by the, from the view of the Israelites. If you were a Jew in that time, mm. yeah, watching Nebuchadnezzar's army like besiege your city and destroy it, like, yeah. what do you think? that guy's going to be in heaven. Yeah, no exactly. way. <laughs> but, you know, God works. In, like, these are God's children too, yeah. you know, and you never know where your prayers can work. So, yeah, pray for your political leaders. Yeah. Um, even I, I've been reading through Kings and Chronicles recently and um, oh, Manasseh, so who was like one of the most wicked kings of Judah. Yeah. He did repent. He changed his ways. Wow. And, like, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. So keep praying for your political leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is uh, what we are encouraging you to do here on Faith FM as we're also trying to set the example of doing mm. as well, praying for the political leaders and also being ready to, to share it at any mm. time. And so that's why we get into our Bible study this morning. We get absolutely. into the Bible, into the Word of God uh, to see the beautiful things that he said to us. And our lesson for this week, we're continuing on our study of the Psalms. Mm. Our lesson for this week, your mercy reaches unto the heavens. Mm. This is an amazingly beautiful topic. Yeah, God's mercy, its length, 
its depth, its height, where it can go, what it can do, how mm. gracious God is in the face of a broken, sinful world mm. is like it is a it's a it's a topic that needs uh, reflecting on. Yeah, uh, and obviously, I think you know if we could skip to the end of the story. If we could, mm. if we could skip down to the end of the story, the grace and the mercy of God is reflected most clearly in Christ Jesus, mm. in who He is, in what He has done for us. That is the grace and the mercy of God. Yeah. You know that He would come down as a human self, as mm. a human being, and save the world. Like it's it's powerful. It's it's amazing. Mm. But I love how the Psalms, from the perspective of the psalmist, you know, I guess not in the context of Jesus being there in front of them, but seeing the way Mm. that God is working and that he will eventually work into, you know, I guess the climax of God work, God's work being, I think, I think two, two great climaxes, firstly being the coming of Jesus Christ, secondly being the salvation of the world, you know, and his soon, you know, second coming and his return and whatnot. Mm. Uh, The psalmists are writing from a perspective before that, yet in the work that they're seeing in Israel and whatnot, Mm. Uh, seeing God's love, his mercy, his grace yeah. towards them. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, so let's pick it up in Psalm 57 will be our first verse of today. And we might jump all the way down to, well, it's, this is really our focus verse for mm. this week. Verses 9 and 10. Mm. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches unto the heavens, and your truth unto the clouds. Mm. Your mercy reaches unto the heavens, and truth unto the clouds. And I love here the context as well. Like, I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing you among the nations. Speaking of political leaders Mm. who had various, you know, uh, times and dealing with nations Mm. around him and political connections and and whatnot and diplomacy. We're we're talking about David here, the writer of this psalm. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. Mm. I will sing you to you among the nations. Mm. His role as the representative of Israel, he can see a part of his role was to represent God, to yeah. be a light, to be a beacon of of hope of God to be to be uh, when when people would say, okay, who is Yahweh? Mm. Who is this God of the Israelites? They could look under Israel and ha- come away from it mm. with a positive perspective yeah. of God and who He is. Yeah, well, it's interesting too when this was actually written. Uh, it says it was written uh, when David fled from Saul into the cave. So this is this is when David's on the run. Right, Saul, the king at the time, is trying to persecute him. He's after him. Um, but David, on two occasions, actually, has the opportunity to kill Saul. He's, mm. he's urged to kill Saul, and he, he spares Saul's life. He shows mm. mercy, right? And, like, he's praising a merciful God mm. while he's doing this. His thoughts are on a God who's obviously been merciful to him, right? Mm. Uh, and merciful to Israel, even when Israel, like in the David and Goliath story, that famous story, didn't always yeah. have that much faith. Mm. You know, God's mercy has endured in his life. And it's for this sort of stuff, I think David's called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. You know, because he recognizes, in this psalm at least, God's mercy Mm. and the power of that mercy and what it's for. And he emulates it himself, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, David stands in here as as a recipient of God's mercy, you know, giving testimony to the way that God has worked in his own life. Mm. Uh, And 
you know, furthermore, he's then like, okay, I'm going to tell all the nations about this. And mm. verse 11, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Mm. He's like, God, like, this is something that, you know, in my own experience, like, in, in, in experiences intimate as David in a cave, mm. you know, like, hiding from his attacker, Mm. Uh, and like as in an experience that is is that personal, yeah. he is like this experience deserves to be testified in all the world. Yeah, uh, to the goodness of God, and it has been. You know, the Bible <laughs> contains it and records it, and we read it today, and we're like, wow, like mm. God is so gracious. Wow, God is so merciful. Like, mm. wow, God in this situation, and we see like David reflecting on it even in the time when mm. he he cuts off, he cuts a piece of the robe of Saul, and and says, oh God, you know. God had mercy upon me and grace upon me to even to the point where I could have taken your life, but yeah. uh, God, you know, Saul, because of my loyalty to you, I, I do not. And mm. and we see that like that is a story that is reflected to all Bible readers today, mm. and, and we're like, oh wow, we can see the mercy and beauty of yeah. God there as well. So powerful stuff. Uh, now, our other passage that I want to take particular focus on today is Psalm 136, and this Psalm is simply titled. Thanksgiving to God for his enduring mercy. Mm. Thanksgiving to God for his enduring mercy. It's about 26 verses long. I don't know how much we're going to get through it, but let's just start in verse 1. Yeah, let's and, do it. And begin reading. So Psalm 136 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by light uh, by night, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever. Mm. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, for his mercy endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. Dude, this is this is epic. This it's is epic. this is like recounting the entire history of Israel mm. and then just saying like everything that has happened to us. It's because of his mercy. Yeah, and see, seeing God's mercy in it, even even in things like I noticed in verse ten, to him who struck Egypt in the firstborn, mm. like and followed that by mercy, like that seems pretty hectic. But mm. for the Israelites, right, that was the catalyst for their freedom. Mm. They they were finally freed, and it was it was a judgment for Pharaoh after he was given a lot of mercy before he got to that point, right? Mm. And I love here. So then, if we skip a little bit, I think it was just a couple of verses down mm. to ver- like verse seventeen to verse twenty-two. It's like mm. to him who struck down kings for his mercy endures forever, and slew famous kings for his mercy endures forever. Um, and then it just starts going through like Shihon of the Amorites and Og the king of Bashan, and you know the land is a heritage. Like mm. we see here. Um, as well, like every action that God made in terms of their decisive political, uh, mm. well, I should say military victories, mm. like he's like, God's mercy injury, injury endures forever. Yeah. Then the last couple of verses here, if you can get that for us from yeah, 23, 23 Beautiful. Who remembered us in our lowly state mm. for his mercy endures forever and rescued us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh 
for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. I can imagine that them singing this. Yeah. Like the chant that would be, you could probably do this in rounds, right? Mm. You could probably like, because it all lands yeah. on the same line in the second half, you could have one group saying one of the statements, the next group saying <laughs> another, the next statement, the next statement, the next statement, yeah. but they all come back together on his mercy endures forever. Yeah. It's, it's powerful. And we're going to dive into this Psalm a little bit more. We're going to get in and explain and to see, the way that God mm. has worked through this and how we do see mercy in his actions and what he's done. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joe, mm. by myself, Lawson, got Brett in the studio as hey, well, hey. and as usual, Shell on the decks, getting it done. Right now, we're going to have our final quiz question. Yeah, so question five, last one. Which apostle's mother-in-law got healed by Jesus? Mm. So one of the apostles must have a mother-in-law, must have got that mother-in-law healed by Jesus. Which apostle's mother-in-law got healed by Jesus? Yeah, if you know the answer to that one, 0491 Trouble on the way and mm. hearts, hearts of fire. Hearts of fire. Hearts yeah. of fire. Good one. We have these two books, <laughs> powerful books here that we are giving you guys, especially coming from an amazing source to mm. The Voice of the Martyrs has is an incredible organization that is helping persecuted Christians yeah. all across the world uh, in all different kinds of circumstances and scenarios. They've been able to supply us these books to give to you guys for mm. free because they are powerful and amazing and life-changing. So, yeah. guys, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six. Six nine. That question: Which apostle's mother-in-law got healed by Jesus? If you know mm. the answer, send it in. Again, the quiz is wide open. The draw will be mm. happening at eight forty-five a.m. on Friday. So get your answers in now. The more answers you get in, the more chances you have mm. to win. Again, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning, joined by us, and we are going through. The Psalms, mm. and we have just read Psalm 136. His mercy endures forever. Yeah. Every verse in that Psalm, for those who've just tuned in, um, ends with "For His mercy endures forever." Mm. And there's there's a total of uh, 26 verses. So we see the the line "His mercy endures forever" repeated 26 times. Mm. And I was reflecting on that um, during the song. Mm. And uh, I was thinking a bit about, like, I've got two daughters. I've got a four-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah. And um, we listen to a few Colin Buchanan songs, you know, to, uh, like try to give them some Bible memorization. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's good. Dude, it's good. epic stuff. Like, yeah. Colin Buchanan's cool, man. He's, he's cool. Yeah. And um, helps me too, to be honest. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, yeah, hearing these verses repeated often in a musical form helps you remember it, mm. helps you internalize it, right? And I'm thinking mm. of this with this, this passage, with this psalm, for his mercy endures forever, while pretty much recounting the history of Israel. And how, you know, through everything, God has been merciful. God's looked after Israel. It's, yeah. it's, to, show, it's to help them remember, right? That's yeah. why it's repeated. For his mercy endures forever. After all of the trials they've been through, they're listing off everything they've been through and saying, for his mercy endures forever. That, yeah. That's powerful. It helps it, them remember. It's for the purpose of association mm. as well, like to really reinforce the idea that none of these victories were ca- caused by the superior or elite military mm. skill of the Israelites or, you know, like some, some you know, maneuvering politically that they did. Like, mm. 
at the end of the day, the victories that they were able to receive, the freedom that they mm. were able to receive, and, and every blessing that they were able to receive came out of God's mercy, mm. his grace to them. And so, again, it's like whatever you would think of, it's like, uh, you know, if we go to, it, because it comes to a section that I really love where it's like getting into the specific things that happened in Israel. It's yeah. like, it's like uh, to him who struck the Egypt in, the, in their firstborn. Yeah. You know, it's like that will always be associated with his mercy, with mm. God's mercy. Uh, to you know, to him who divided the Red Sea in two, or to, or to him uh, who overthrew Pharaoh and mm. the army into the Red Sea. Like that event is a reflection of nothing but God's mercy. Yeah, it vaguely reminds me of like the concept of a prayer journal, right? Where mm. you write down your prayers, and then if they're answered, you revisit those prayers, and you go, yeah. "Wow, God came through for me here," because mm. like. Yeah, it's we're seeing that here. We're seeing that this reminder to themselves that everything they've been through, God's been with them. I think mm. that's really cool. Yeah, and I love yeah. here there is the verse, you know, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, this is the beginning, mm. for he is good. Mm. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Mm. And oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. Now, this passage and this concept would mm. be repeated and quoted in the book of Revelation. Mm. Um and we see that at the time when Christ comes in the white horse. Revelation 19, we see the various horses coming through. You know, there's the pale horse and the, the red horse and the, mm. and the black horse. And it's like, oh, you know, death and, and suffering and, and destruction mm. and all these things. And then we come to verse 11 of chapter 19. Do you want to read that for us? Um, verse 11 of chapter 19, and maybe read through to verse 16, and it gives this description mm. of Jesus coming at the very end of time mm. to save the world, if you can get that for us. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had an he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clo- he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm, powerful stuff. Mm. The, the imagery here, his, his clothing, his mm. armor, his, his battle stallion. Yeah. Jesus is coming here to make war. Yeah. Uh, and in this, he's called the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I think that this is such an apt, like such an apt like mm. quotation of the Old Testament because like this passage is then followed by like the complete destruction mm. of the beast and uh, you know the wicked and it's like mm. the, this is basically like the stripping back of the earth that takes place at the second coming yeah. preceding the millennium. So, you know, it's if you look at the, the end times biblical timeline that it gives us, mm. Jesus returns, we see this destruction that happens on the earth, we see that the those who are, you know, dead and those who are alive but who mm. are saved, the dead resurrected, the saved, all, you know, taken, all all yeah. ascending to heaven to meet the Lord's the Lord. 
uh, Jesus in the clouds than to be taken to heaven. Mm. Uh, and while that is taking place, we see simultaneously the complete destruction of the earth and mm. the wicked that are on it. And, it. and it says here as well, you know, the beasts and his armies, like it's the yeah. destruction of the institutions that have been set up by Satan to oppose God. Yeah. And I, the reason that this is such an apt quote here of mm. Jesus as the Lord of Lords is because even in this victory that is that comes with destruction that is military in nature we mm. see that God's mercy endures forever that he is willing to completely destroy sin yeah it would not be merciful for God to let sin exist forever mm. nor do i think that sin could exist forever like i, I it, it, sin is so unsustainable mm. and the death and the pain that sin wrought in this world you know it has been a very recent reality where there's been a population explosion in the world to the point where we yeah. think like oh man how could our world ever die like there's so many people mm. and whatnot yet we simultaneously see the earth that we lived on that we live on right now being pushed to the brink mm. you know the struggles that it's coming under and and whatnot and and uh, the conflict that comes with the population that we have yeah. all of these problems like sin is unsustainable mm. It is God's mercy that he puts a swift and yeah. just end to sin. In righteousness, he judges, That's as it right. says in verse 11. Yeah. And that, again, that swift and just end comes under a context of continual mm. grace and patience yes. and long-suffering from God and yeah. waiting for everyone to make their decision. And yeah. so... I think we see Jesus here. He is functioning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, mm. and as and as he's in that place, and the mm. actions that he makes, maybe to destroy sin or, or whatever it may be, mm. he is acting in mercy. Yeah, and the hope of the resurrection itself life. is that mercy too. Absolutely. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Listening mm. to myself, Lossie got Brett in the studio this morning mm-hmm. as well. Shell on the desk, and because we have a resident American here, we've been you know during during uh, <laughs> during the songs they're doing having a bit of Super Bowl talk uh, yeah. as the Super Bowl will be coming up. And we actually just watched a powerful speech um, from a former Super Bowl player mm. uh, about their you know conversion to to following Jesus and yeah. and what their faith looks like and I'm like I'm like man you know there's such a witness such mm. a testimony uh, and and yeah so I I guess that's uh well it is one of the most popular televised sporting events in the world so yeah. it uh, definitely coming up in in conversation and and whatnot as uh, uh, Pastor Justin brought it up too mm. but hey you're listening to the breakfast show and right now it is time not to ask you guys any questions but just to give you answers yep. time for the answers so the first First question was, what wicked king reigned 55 years after being crowned at the age of 12? The answer was B, Manasseh. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. He's Manasseh. an interesting one. Yeah, um, we, he, we talked about him earlier in the we show. We mentioned him, yeah. He was like one of, he was probably the worst king that Judah had. Yeah. And then he repented like near the end of his life. Wow. Um, and yeah, he's ultimately saved because of that, I reckon. But it's an interesting, yeah, Manasseh's story is a very interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Question two, Daniel refuses to eat unclean food in which chapter of Daniel? That's Daniel chapter one. Yeah, I, this he, is a story I love. Yeah. I love this story. Uh, and I think particularly because he makes it clear. Daniel says, 
at the end of chapter one. Mm. Like he very much relates to the fact that he abstained from unclean food in that moment mm. to basically all of his further and later political success mm. uh, and the amazing things that he did as a prophet and whatnot. Like God really, really blessed him yeah. because of his decision to stay strong in his principles. He refused to compromise even in the yeah. smallest of ways. And That's that right. defined his ministry, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, question three was to fill in the blank. Um, from Amos 5, verse 24. This was a hard one. Uh, Pastor Justin said this was a hard-married question. Mm. Uh, it was, but let justice mm. run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. That missing word was justice. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was the true or false. God was with the Israelites, guided them, and provided them light during the desert by way of a rainbow. That is false. It was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God was with them and guiding them. wasn't a rainbow. Yeah, it couldn't have been a rainbow either because the point of the cloud Mm. was that God's literal presence was inside Mm. that cloud. and Because at that time they um, were lacking a sanctuary and then they Mm. would eventually build one. And... And obviously they're being guided by God and Mm. it's the pillar of cloud would shield Mm. uh, God's glory and brightness from them because if it was revealed to them that they were very much, you know, uh, what we saw, you know, taking place in the sanctuary and whatnot, God's brightness and his glory revealed to people. If they were not repentant and, and not, uh, not holy before Mm. him, they would, they would, they would crumble and die basically at, at his, so he, in his mercy, again, shielding himself from, uh, from the Israelites mm. through a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. Yeah. So it can't be a rainbow because it's like <laughs> it doesn't necessarily wrap around and shield something, but it yeah. had to be cloud yeah. or fire. Um, yeah, it's amazing how that whole journey, God's just been with his people. Mm. Like Really, the whole gospel is about God trying to restore that relationship yeah. that was sundered by sin. God with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the last question, number five, which apostle's mother-in-law got healed by Jesus? That was Peter. Yeah, Peter mm. the Apostle. And I think that's a you know pretty good way to ingratiate yourself with someone. I think by that time, mm. Peter had uh, committed to following Jesus. But yeah, yeah. mother... On a deathbed, Jesus, you know, loving mm. Savior came in and, and healed yeah. her, and it's beautiful. The story. only apostle confirmed to be married because of that very so- very story. Mm. It's Absolutely. not really said about the others, but yeah. Yeah, well, I think the other perspective that we see is that um, Peter was the oldest of the apostles mm. as well, and the reason we know that is because I believe it was Peter was the only one who had to pay the temple tax, mm. and you only had to pay the temple tax if you were over the age of, 20, 22, something uh, like that. Whereas, and it's the story of uh, paying the temple and, you know, Jesus mm. is like, ah, but then tells Peter <laughs> to, to go and uh, to find the money in the fish. Mm. And there's only money, the only money that's given to them is enough money for Jesus and enough money for Peter. Yeah. And so from that, we get a perspective that the apostles would have been quite young mm. as well. And just one one last thing to mention, I'd like, we've got a text from Suzanne who says, Faith FM is such a blessing mm. through Bible study and song. Big thanks to everyone who participates in radio ministry big thanks to the listeners yeah to be honest because without you we wouldn't have anyone to talk to you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to to study the word in this public forum and it's a blessing that we're we're able to do so absolutely thanks for that Mm. suzanne we're going to continue on right now you have been joined this morning by lawson 
mm, and, Brett. and Brett. Yeah, we've been having a great time. Like yeah. we, you know, Monday morning, starting off again this week, seeing quiz answers coming in, seeing you guys interact with us mm. on the show. And yeah, just the fantastic opportunity that we have to uplift Christ. Mm. Yeah, we have been so blessed. Of course, Faith FM has amazing programming throughout the day that you guys should be getting into and listening to. But before we leave and let mm. that programming run through. Uh, we have a prize to give away. I have a book here, At Jesus' Feet, The Gospel According to Mary Magdalene by Doug Batchelor. Mm. Mary Magdalene, her story is one of incredible, uh, if we want to talk about mercy enduring forever, like mm. someone who re- very much experienced the mercy of Jesus mm. and you know just such a blessing and we want to give you this book absolutely for free now this book again the gospel according to Mary Magdalene no this is not the gnostic gospel uh, <laughs> this is this is not an embellished thing it's it's a book reflecting on the experience that mm. she had according to the actual yeah. uh, books of the bible it's written by Doug Batchelor it's a, yeah just beautiful reflection on the grace that God can mm. give us despite our brokenness. If you want this book, give us a text, 0491064669. The mm. first person to text through book will receive this absolutely for free. 0491064669. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We pray that you mm. have a fantastic day. Remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith. You'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.